I wanted to talk about the Netflix documentary. And, you are uh, what you eat. And I understand you. I saw the whole thing. I understand you saw mm-hmm. like select greatest hits of it. How did I saw the first episode and the last episode? So I saw them selecting the twinsies, and then I saw the results, but I didn't see them like going through the motions of saying like, "Oh, this is hard." Did you see the vegan propaganda? Some of the vegan propaganda. <laughs> yeah, but since I believe in it, I don't see it as like propaganda. I'm like, oh, this is all just uh, you know, spreading the truth. It's fine. Yeah. I think that as a filmmaker, there's certain things I think they could do better. <laughs> My confirmation bias says that, oh, look, <laughs> this must be true because I already believed it to be true before <laughs> and they agree with me. Therefore, it must be true. Okay. The problem is, is when I cer- see certain things and I have major questions. Yes. Okay. Like okay. What? Which rhetorical strategies Okay, okay. I'm going to give you an example that I saw that had absolutely really pretty much nothing to do with the documentary itself. I mean, well, it had to do with the documentary, but it had nothing to do with the subject matter of the documentary. It had to do with the way the documentarians were treating the storyline. They show Miyoko in the video. Miyoko Shimmer. She she, she comes up in the first episode. Did they film that? Did they film it before she was released from her company? Because they, they must it was have. As they if did she it afterwards. There. But but there's there's a whole bunch really? of questions. That How came do you up. know? Maybe it was filmed like a year ago. I felt like you know you know that meme of Leonardo DiCaprio pointing at the screen. You know mm-hmm. the one that he does where he's it's like once upon a time in Hollywood. It's just like this animated GIF of him pointing like you know conspiracy theory whatever. Okay, so Miyoko Shimmer. Last last year, February 2023, it was announced that she was no longer with uh, the 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 um, with Miyoko Creamery. Okay, but with that announcement, they found out that that summer of I guess it was what would it be 2022 was when she was relieved of her um, CEO ship. I mean, maybe I might, my numbers are getting wrong, but I know it was almost a year. And they show her in the Chiron, some kind of um, pioneer or, or, or vegan dairy well, pioneer or something. It had some kind of... She'll always be the founder of that company. And I think she was the person behind the pizza yeah, cheese, right? But they showed, B-roll, so, they showed her B-roll of her. Walking down right. this thing and checking the, the, the sample made it seem like, and then she was promoting the, the vegan mozzarella. This was, was obviously this was before this, this, this material well, look, that was re- here, was shot was okay, before let, she was kicked out of the company. Let me be an apologist for Miyoko now. Um, she's, I'm not, this has nothing to do with her. It has to wait, do with wait, how they're, they're, hold they're showing oh, wait, wait. You're saying it's manipulative and wrong, but well, she's still uh, probably owns some stock in the company, and she is the founder and like presumably the person to some extent behind that cheese. So yeah, I, I it's not wrong that she's the like driving force behind it, and also she's kind of the driving force behind a lot of cheese innovation in the vegan space. So regardless of her current status as an executive, um, it makes sense to hear her voice in that category. It just, in the context of what happened, 
and the context of this mm -hmm. video, this 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 documentary documentary that's trying to tell the documentary is not about story. Miyoko's corporate structure. It's about people eating cheese and like the cultural uh, and I guess addictive draw of cheese eating. I don't know. It, I, it just made me say, okay, why why are they showing Miyoko in her promoting her products in her? environment looking at the cheese i i mean i i to me to me i Again, found this for all we know odd. they could have filmed this two years ago too yeah, maybe. I again, maybe, but it it didn't seem like it, they, they they could have they could have changed it because it was uh almost over a almost well it was it was definitely a year close to a year mm -hmm. since she was relieved of being the CEO of Miyoko's. So it just sound, seems like very strange to have her promoting the mozzarella and the products as the CEO and then just not not really mentioning uh, some well, kind of transition. Well, this is about a twin study, not about the corporate structure of Miyoko's. Yeah, I, I mean, I feel like it, it was about a lot of things. I felt like I felt like they needed to really focus more on the twin study itself. And do more mm -hmm. with the twins. I thought the twins were fun. I really enjoyed like kind of meeting them. They had a nice banter. It was kind of fun to you know see you know their relationship to food. I would like to learn more about the twins. Um, uh, I, I felt... think I learned a little too much about the twins. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, also they're talking about sexuality and things like that. Like and porn. I... <laughs> they're like, it was so awkward when they're like, uh, you know, the researchers said something like. Um, we will select some pornography for you <laughs> to measure your arousal. And they kind of like outed their preferences in pornography. That was a little awkward. Yeah, one of them liked like anime porn or something. Yeah, but it, they didn't admit it themselves. <laughs> like the other researcher, like looking over her shoulder said it. And I, was, I thought like that was a little, that was not cool to to mention. <laughs> well, anyway, I, 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 okay. So, so what the documentary does is it, it follows the, this, the, the Stanford twin study Which and, we discussed uh, before. and it, it, it was run by this guy named Christopher Gardner. So they took uh, over 20 twins, identical twins, and they fed one a omnivore diet and one a vegan diet. And they checked their labs, a uh, two month study. But the other situation, and I feel like, you know, you see this within the documentary Okay, there's a little bit of seaspiracy in it. They talk about, you know, the oceans. Mm -hmm. They also talk about factory farming, which, I mean, I feel like are powerful and, and, and realistic ways to go about it. Advocacy is about getting away with stuff. And I don't think that this doc gets away with as much as it needs to get away with. And a lot of people are um, confronting some conflicts of interest when it comes to this particular um, documentary. And, and, and I mean, uh, I, I remember when I posted about it, a lot of people came at me like, Beyond Meat financed the documentary, which is isn't, true? isn't true, no. but there are elements, there are elements of shards of truth within that. And also I, I think that when they bring up for-profit businesses, like they talk about a vegan deli meat company which actually makes amazing food in fact i tried oh their the visuals i haven't had it but i i was shocked by how accurate it looked yeah yeah it's called prime roots meat. i'm gonna i'm gonna which try came out of the berkeley lab 
the documentary was talking about for-profit brands like Prime Roots, Miyoko's. They brought in the Impossible Meat guy, who, who I, I guess he was a professor at Stanford, uh, Patrick Brown. So when they bring some of these for-profit companies, the it's like they're sprinkling it with advertising. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I guess that's okay. And I guess some of the twins were actually fed some of these alt meats. Sure. The other, yeah, I you, I see what you're saying. If they're 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 espousing the benefits of a plant based diet in some segments, and then the B rolls are like almost like hidden product placement. Yes, and the other situation is okay. So this guy Christopher Gardner, he's the head of the study from the stand. He he he's the director of the Stanford Plant Based Initiative. And the plant-based initiative, I guess, that's a grant that was awarded by Beyond Meat. It's a five-year grant. Also, the executive producer is a guy named Kyle Volt, and he also funded Game Changers. I guess the, they call themselves this. There's a mem- their, their group called the Me Vegan Mafia. Yeah. Are you aware of the Me Vegan Mafia? We are we are just low-level foot soldiers in the vegan mafia. Organized crime for good. Kyle Volt is the former CEO of Cruise. He's the co-founder mm-hmm. of Twitch, so he's a billionaire. Board member in food tech at Upside Foods. They're the lab meat people. And Noble Foods, which is a, a vegan cheese company. So, so this guy, Kyle Volt, who's a producer, has definitely a vested interest in plant-based foods. These are conflicts of interest. So when we see the content, it's not we're not looking at something that's necessarily from coming from an objective source. Sure. So anyway, before we uh drag our own side, who's this for then? Us vegans are happy that we're we're seeing something that's promoting you know our 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 side but is it going to convince anyone else no 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 i i agree that it it should absolutely be taken with a grain of salt and you have to question the source i there are some a few compelling things that i i saw in it that i i want to be true and i, I let's just try to like maybe verify this data elsewhere but if you know any other study there's like so many studies that are funded by like the meat and dairy lobby you know like money has to come from somewhere the world is so filled with meat propaganda every time you go online you see people cooking their steak or there's so so much meat propaganda dairy propaganda egg propaganda yes this is almost like fighting fire with fire because research has to be funded some by something there, there, there is no pure source. <laughs> no, no, I, I understand that. But if it's a data-driven study, right, right, right. it's very so, difficult. Here, I, and, and supposedly the data is these labs that they, they took from the twins and, and they're, yeah, they, 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 and have, they have the a solid small. form. You get to a point where, okay, even, even if there are some conflicts of interest, like this vegan mafia guy that has meat interests, mm-hmm. okay, I think that's even more reason to take the brands out of the pro- out of the, the the situation. Right. I would never see an eight week study of twenty people as like a conclusive truth. I would see this as a pilot for future research. 
So it 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 brings our attention to a, the possibilities, and then you would need a bigger sample size in order to like really justify it. But things that I like, I didn't know in eight weeks you could presumably increase your telomere length. Like I think that bears mention. I would love further input in that. You know, and uh, they did say a couple negative things about the plant-based diet i mean implied a couple negative things like for example um even though it was good at removing visceral fat they did admit that um the animal-based diet led to more muscle gains from the animal protein um that's not to say that it's impossible to gain muscle on we see they're vegan bodybuilders it, but it's just admitting that it's just marginally harder I mean, just little asides, like the fact that San Bernardino was next to, what is it, Loma Linda, and the life expectancy in Loma Linda is so much higher because it has so many more vegetarians. Because the Seventh-day um, you know, Adventist like the, group. Yeah, the religious. It's, these are things that, like, you know, I, I take everything everybody says with a grain of salt. Trust but verify. So I just like that it's bringing interesting things to our attention but of course like yeah i don't believe everything you hear it just it's a a foothold and then you should research further it's not like i'm refuting the data they were sure. pre presenting oh yeah you're saying it seems like a suspect means of persuading because they they polluted it with commercial interests yeah it's good they, and that's maybe it's a valid point i just think that it gives people a loophole for people to dismiss it as vegan propaganda. Sure. You, it looks like they made a, 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 a valiant effort to do a proper study. Yeah. They brought a bunch of twins together. They checked their, they did you know, control. They right. gave them meals. They asked, they asked some of them if they were actually strict about it. And some of them kind of admitted that eh, we tried, <laughs> but you, you know, the, another thing that they mentioned in it was, this, you know, that, that scientist, I think he was German or something. He was talking about how like irrational people are um, and how you have to appeal to them on an emotional level and on a sensory level. Uh, and so you say this is going to this is giving people loopholes. But the truth is people believe what they want to believe. There's always good. It, someone will find a loophole when it doesn't exist. Someone will find a reason to disbelieve you when there is no good reason. So. What can we do? But, but I do think that the key to changing people's minds is... It's an airtight argument, which isn't true. Nah, it's not airtight. It's to be able to present something in such a compelling way that they believe you. Yeah, and 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 I, agree I don't with that. I don't think that the documentary did that but would actually change what, too many people's minds. Sure, because it gave them it, too many outs. You know, in the minute all, Stanford... they're they're talking about you know the they have all of these twins together and they're doing this thing. It's kind of fun, and all of a sudden they're talking about the environment. Okay, oh, wait a minute, mm -hmm. wait a minute. Why are they talking about the environment? Why you know how did that happen? You know, it's like it's kind of a situation where, um, if they just talked about the twins, it's like they have to pay lip service to all the reasons every time you do a vegan documentary you have to like pay lip service to the other four reasons to be vegan animal agriculture industry is destroying our environment it's they're they're knocking down the the amazon i mean i understand that 
I know the reasoning for this because you have to assume that any one documentary is the only documentary someone's going to watch on the subject. So if if you're they're not convinced on the health point, there's like four other points to be convinced. And you have to assume like they're not necessarily going to watch four other documentaries. So they're like, let's throw in a little of this and a little of that just to be safe because this is our one chance. Yeah, I, I just feel that you can get away with a lot if you are able to get people invested in the storyline. Mm -hmm. And uh, they just felt like, oh, we're going to do a little seaspiracy. We're going to do a little bit of this. We'll do a little bit of, you know, it was like sort of a, um, a smorgasbord of, of all the different vegan. Yeah, it absolutely was. They, they always are. Oh, and then they brought in Daniel Hum, which is the guy that has this 11 Madison park. Mm -hmm. You know, the in fact, supposedly yeah. it's not a great place to work, <laughs> but but it, right. um, in the videos, it shows that it's like everyone's just kind of like calm and quiet, which is not like what we heard. First of all, that guy's not vegan. OK, so and then I believe he has other restaurants that are not vegan, but he decided to make 11 Madison Park vegan. OK, so he made it vegan. And then he says, I don't care about, you know, awards or, or, you know, it's I'm doing this for the planet. And then he's but I was so relieved that we still, you know, retained our Michelin star. And it's like, OK, Got three Michelin stars, three Michelin stars. Yeah. But but anyway, they bring in this Daniel Hum guy who's I I've seen his story like I don't know. I've had enough of pretentious like people, you know doing their vegan thing and they're trying to save the planet, whatever, just save the planet. Just, you don't have to talk about it too much. We don't have to look at you talking about how you're saving the planet. Just save the planet, dude. There's selling involved in all of this. Like you're, you're in it. Like he's in it again. Like people don't get awareness about anything without some kind of sizzle. And that's a type of sizzle. And what you do is a type of sizzle. And it's yeah, just no, like the I, attention economy. And, the talent of someone like Daniel Hum is undeniable. He can make beautiful food. Sure. Hey, that cow farmer loved it. But listen, <laughs> the cow as, farmer. As, he, he was a yeah. Uh, remember the cow farmer went there accidentally, and he, he was a convert or whatever. But listen, they, they made another. How could you that, accidentally like, go to a restaurant that's like four four hundred fifty dollars a plate? <laughs> he claims that it used to be a meat restaurant, and they changed it, and he only knew about it as a meat restaurant. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Point is, um, <laughs> does someone mention like 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 right? right wait, oh, by the okay. So it's it's five hundred dollars a person, and by the way, you're not going to get any meat. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know the answer. I've never been there. Uh, I don't know what to tell you. But again, I don't know what to tell you. But the the Stanford researcher guy said something salient. He said, "I've stopped trying to make logical arguments about like the health of the food, even though that's the primary thing he he researches." He says, now I'm focused on like trying to make this like sensorily familiar to meat eaters so that they like it on a yum yum basis. That I mean, obviously he didn't say on a yum yum basis, but you know what I mean to say. He didn't say the yum yum basis. <laughs> no, he meant like, you know, on a taste, texture, appearance basis, because we cannot seem to reason with people. So you're telling me like this is not an airtight argument they're making. Fine. They could make an airtight argument and it still wouldn't matter. So like you might as well just make a bunch of different arguments and see what sticks. I just feel that the documentary needed more flair. Okay. So you make the next one. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. 
I felt like I was being lectured to. Uh-huh. Yeah, of course. You were being lectured to. As a viewer, I don't want to be lectured to. I want to just be able to enjoy the ride and meet the meet the twins and see what happened. Okay. So let's give you director's cut on the, the sequel. I have all these old people telling me what, you know, like, dude, oh, oh, I can't believe it. I, I made my restaurant vegan and I'm a genius. Look at me. I don't know. I, I just feel like I feel like it'd be better served if they just kept these simple, fun stories about these people embarking mm-hmm. on a test, finding out what happens. They kind of did a little bit. It was a little like a um, reality show. Reality show? Whatever. Yeah, it was. Love the documentary. It was the best thing I ever saw in my life. <laughs> did we wear you down? <laughs> I'm tired of vegan settling for things. It's just we can do better. I I believe in in uh, compromising and and being happy for something. <laughs> Everyone in life settles for something, right? <laughs> There's that's just the reality, the economic reality. There's unlimited desires and limited resources, and we kind of do the best we can. There's so many people that feel they're entitled to eating meat with every meal. And mm-hmm. we cannot convince them to stop eating meat. Sucks. I know. I mean, but, you know, so so regardless of that, we need to convince people that are reasonable. Convincible. Yeah. Convincible. <laughs> we need to convince people that are convincible. Um, and I feel that they could have done better with this documentary. And they missed an opportunity by adding too much vegan propaganda in it without veiling the vegan propaganda with entertainment. Okay. You know, I mean, I just said, it's like kind of a thing where like with a joke, like you can tell someone a joke and it can resonate with them to a point what makes them, and it makes them laugh. Profound truths are often said in jest. That can have way more impact for than me saying, you're messing up the planet, don't do this, don't eat this, stop their ways, you're, you know, you're going to hell.